Hello Community Church Huddersfield. My name is Lukundo and I am part of the leadership team at King's Church in Manchester. It's so, so wonderful to be with you guys sharing in your series on fruitfulness. So thank you so much for having me. I want to talk to you today about what the role of the voice of community has in our being fruitful. So let's start out in the book of John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered together, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. This is such an infamous picture and popular scripture of this analogy of a vineyard, God being the vine dresser, being the one who looks after this planting, this, this unit that he cares for and tenders and nurtures and prunes so that it would bear fruit. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches by remaining in him is the way that we remain fruitful. It speaks of connectedness and purpose and indeed our purpose comes through connectedness through Jesus to the Father. But this isn't the first time in scripture that we see this analogy spoken of. If you flip back to Isaiah chapter 5, it speaks of a song and it's a song about the vineyard of the Lord, how the vine dresser had cleared it of stones, had done everything possible for it to produce fruit. But instead, this vineyard produced wild berries. It produced wild grapes. It didn't produce the fruit that God had wanted it to. And it speaks of the people of God. It speaks of how God had called to himself a people and blessed and called to be fruitful and cover the earth with all of his goodness. But time and time again, they failed to live up to God's standards and they failed to produce the fruit that God had called them to produce. But there is hope. And if we flip forward to Isaiah chapter 27, we read this from verse two. In that day, a pleasant vineyard, sing of it. I, the Lord, am its keeper. Every moment I water it, lest anyone punish it. I keep it night and day, I have no wrath. Would that I had thorns and briars to battle. I would march against them. I would burn them up together or let them lay hold of my protection. Let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. In days to come, Jacob shall take root. Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots and fill the whole world with fruit. It's such an incredible prophetic picture of how God has not given up on his original plan to fill the earth with a people, not a person, a people 
living together in community, covering the earth with fruit. And so when we flip back to John chapter 15 and Jesus shows up on the scene, he says, I am the true vine. I am the fulfillment of the way the people of God are going to produce the fruit that he originally intended them to, not by their own works, not by their own doings, but by abiding in me, are they fruitful? And so what does this look like? How does this play out in our lives? Let's continue in John chapter 15 and from verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. So one of the things that this story points out to us, this that story that Jesus tells, is that in order to be fruitful, we are to abide in the vine. To abide in the vine looks like obeying the commandments of the Lord. And the commandments of the Lord are to love one another. It's by being in community that we are fruitful. It's God's amazing grand design. The vine dresser knows exactly what the vineyard needs in order to be fruitful. And so he's fashioned it and created it that we are fruitful in the context of community. Now, every plant is living and therefore needs different things to grow at different times in this stage of growth. I have a few plants and one of the most vulnerable times that I've noticed for my plants is season changes. When you're going from one season to another, the needs of the plant change, but sometimes I can be a little slow on the uptake. So for example, if we're going from a warmer season to a cold season, the amount of water that the plant needs reduces, but sometimes I forget, so I give it too much water. And just to throw that in there, key point for you, um, hopefully green-fingered people, um, too much water is usually um, a number one killer of plants, so don't overwater them but I can give them too much water because I haven't noticed that the season has changed and therefore their needs have changed. Or the other way around, we get to a, a warmer season and I'm not giving them enough water and so they begin to dry out. Or it may just be that the plant has grown bigger than its pot. I have another plant in my kitchen recently I was watering it and then reducing the amount of water because I just couldn't figure out why the leaves kept yellowing and falling off. Now, interestingly, some of the leaves were falling off, but it was still growing and it was really, really confusing. It wasn't until I picked it up out of its other pot that I noticed that the roots had come out from the bottom. And as soon as I planted it into a bigger pot, it's doing really great. It's flourishing and it's fine. Its needs had changed because of its stage in life and I just didn't notice. 
And it's the same with us. God knows exactly what we need to grow and so he places us in community. Community is wonderful for hearing different voices and challenging us in our stage of growth. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are, at every single point in our lives, we need something different in order to grow. And the voice that community provides is such a variety, but so beautiful in how it encourages us and causes us to grow into all that God has called us to be. Now, I know it's tempting um, to, uh, to have more voices around you that are comforting and patting you on the back. And I understand the struggle. Yeah, I go through that too, Lukundo. It's okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. Now, those voices are good. We need those voices because God is not out to condemn us, but he is out to convict us and cause us to grow. And so I want to encourage you not just to have those voices in your life, not just to have the peer voices of people who are at the same level, um, stage of life or growth as you. But I really feel like God wants to highlight the voice of a mentor, the voice of someone who is older, wiser, who has gone before you. They may not have to be that much older, but there is value in experience. When we look at the story of Esther, she was in the palace and I guess having a great time doing what she was doing. And meanwhile, on the outside, her uncle Mordecai had heard of Haman's evil plan to kill her people. And so in his response, he says to Esther in Esther chapter four and verse 14, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther then went on to call a fast and risked her life in order to bring salvation to the Jewish people. Now the voice of Mordecai in that situation wasn't a one of, ah, oh, maybe you could just sit back and you know, just relax. You might get away with it, you might not, but you know, who knows, what can you do? The voice of Mordecai in that moment was, was timely, was provocative, was look, if you don't do this, someone else will, but there is something on your life and there's a role for you to play and you have an opportunity to do that now and I'm challenging you to do so. That voice was needed for Esther to move. We see it all throughout scripture. It happens again with Naomi and Ruth. At the opportune time, Naomi gives Ruth instructions to say, here's what to do, lie at his feet. And then she becomes redeemed by Boaz and Jesus comes from her lineage. They're key points in time, whether it's a season change in your life or whether you're just growing or whether you're just trying to understand more of what God is doing in your life in and of this, season, this series that we're going through. There are opportune moments and voices that we need to push us and cause us to grow at every moment in our journey with God. And I do want to encourage you to look out for those voices, to welcome those voices. The scripture says that he prunes the branches that are fruitful so that they produce more fruit. And pruning is not comfortable. Mentors are not meant to make you feel comfortable. They are meant to help you grow. They're meant to help point out the stuff that is hindering you, the stuff that's clogging up, the stuff that you've allowed yourself to settle with and become comfortable with. Because let's be honest, we can be really easy on ourselves. But a mentor is there to call that out. A mentor is there to say, come on, you can do this. There is more. 
And when we allow those voices to come into our life, it benefits us and the world around us. Even though it's painful at the time, all discipline is painful at the time, but it bears good fruit. And so I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit, who are those people that maybe you haven't been allowing or maybe you need to seek out and give permission to speak into your life? Sometimes in our lives, we we kind of hit a ceiling or we feel like I've reached capacity. This is all I've got to offer. This is all I can give. When actually there is more and it just takes somebody to notice your blind spots, to come from the outside with spiritual insight to say, hey, if you shift this, you move that, if you step, here you go. And suddenly it opens up your capacity. I really feel like God would say to some of us that we've limited ourselves, but we've limited ourselves because we're only thinking in and of ourselves and we haven't allowed ourselves to be provoked by somebody else. And so I pray that God would help us see those people. And for those who know that they're people you want to speak into, that God would give you the courage to start a conversation so that we can help one another grow. Esther needed Mordecai. Ruth needed Naomi. Rocky needed Mickey. Luke Skywalker needed Obi-Wan. Frodo needed Gandalf. And the list goes on. We were never called to do this on our own. We're called to do this in community. And so let's allow God to produce the fruit that he has got for us to fill the earth with all of his goodness and his glory by seeking out those voices in community that we need in our lives right now. God bless you. Thank you.